welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined by my two rather in a rush co-hosts. To my right, it is the one, the only, in his favorite time of the year, Uncle Sam to Claus. Take that out, it's stupid. 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 Everything's stupid. You're a hater. And behind the computer, juggling his own two holly berries, it is Bruce, the tugboat, Vinditty. What's up? And we are back with the week 14 preview. And everybody knows where we have to start today. And that is... I have some pretty good things to say about this, too. Jesus H. Baker leading the comeback. What the actual... Fuck happened yesterday. In Bradian fashion, 16 to 3 with three and a half minutes left, being in LA for 48 hours. The play he said his plane landed Tuesday at 7 p.m. He was literally there for 48 hours. And somehow, against all odds, granted great defense played by the Rams last night. They kept uh Devontae Adams in check. They didn't allow Josh Jacobs to put up 50 fantasy points. Um, Derek Carr looked like he was literally running for his life and made all of the necessary plays to put Baker in a position to rip out the heart of Raider Nation. Bruce, your thoughts? Uh, Before we get... Before everyone starts saying this, you know, Baker's back, oh my God... Before this comes out, I just want to say this. He had a terrible game up until three minutes into the fourth quarter. Guess what? When when you have a guy who has... That defense, the Raiders' defense, collapsed at the end of that game. And I will say that I don't know why you're slapping the ball out of his... Uh, was it Derek Carr's hands? No, it was uh was Or no, no, it was the opposite way around. Colin Farrell slapped it out of uh out of Baker's hands. Baker's hands, hands. right. Yeah, and that fucked them over completely. Absolutely. It's a fifteen yard penalty. Yeah. Deservedly so. They that shot themselves. At that point in the game, when you're in a hurry up offense, that's 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 a a, a textbook fifteen yard penalty. Okay. You you say Baker had a terrible game. Let's not terrible, but it, it, it he's a solid right now as I see it, he looks like a solid backup quarterback. Um I actually I, I'm gonna I'm gonna disagree with you here a little bit um, because I was actually doing some comparisons this morning. But okay. right before we do that, uh, Baker Mayfield 22 for 35, uh, 230 yards, a touchdown, no picks. He was sacked four times for QBR 92. That's not an awful game for a guy who had 48 hours to learn the playbook, right. okay. 48 hours That's to grow well. rapport with his receivers, uh, 48 hours to. Uh, somewhere in there, sleep and move into a fucking apartment. Like, you know what I'm saying? 48-hour turnaround time, and that he was able to produce a win for a team that couldn't buy one, okay? It's not like Brock Purdy where, yeah, Garoppolo comes out, Brock Purdy goes in, and you have everybody around you to, to make something happen, right? He still has Christian McCaffrey, still has Debo Samuel, still has George Kittle. The Rams don't even look like the Rams, there's, you have no Aaron Donald. You have no Allen Robinson. You have no Cooper Cup. The Rams consist of Bobby Wagner, right? I mean, let's be real. <laughs> well, ben Stronick 
stepped up big. Uh, Uncle Sam's favorite Ram, Tutu Atwell, stepped up in a big way last night. Seven receptions, 89 yards for Skronik. Uh, five receptions, 50 yards for Tutu. Van Jefferson had probably his best catch of the year yeah. at the end of that game, able to pull it in and seal the deal. Like, I'm not going to lie. They didn't look bad. And you have to give all kudos to Baker Mayfield Correct. because there's not too many guys who – Baker Mayfield has always played with a chip on his shoulder, but after the way things went down this year, he wanted that one so fucking bad he's so so he, bad he put that on his back and he out and i never thought i'd say this he outgritted Derek carr last night he did he did thoughts i i don't have any i mean the raiders you defense, put the mic closer to your mouth no the raiders defense did did collapse okay. late in that game after looking good i mean chandler jones looked like chandler jones last I, night. i don't even know what to fucking say dude those penalties killed him. Right I don't even know what end. to say. At what point they were kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns? That's the issue. Yeah, that, that is. That's that is the true. fucking issue. Period. They had well, to, it, they had to settle for three field goals that should have been touchdowns. Yeah, the only touchdown came on Josh Jacobs yeah. run. Um, you can't rely on what. What are you going to do? You're going to make this guy run for? It came on the heels of the game? defense, and they collapsed. 27 carries last night for Josh Jacobs, 99 yards. It's three and a half per carry and a touchdown. Derek Carr, on the other hand, um, 11 for 20 for 137 yards, no tuds, two picks, was not sacked for a QBR of 37. When you have almost 100 yards of penalties, yeah. you fucking lose a game. Period. Absolutely. And I mean, and, and that's exactly what happened to them. Real, and realistically, you know, I was sitting there watching that game and I was like, God, there's a flag every other play. But, yeah. you know, it. They, I don't think for once, I didn't see any cheap flags really thrown in there. Like the Raiders just looked undisciplined. Yeah. I'm sorry. They yeah. just looked undisciplined. And granted, the Rams didn't look that great either because that, that one dude, the 37 year old offensive lineman, I mean, he was mugging dudes on every play. It was a hold every play. But Listen, it, he was it, doing it, what he could to it, stay in there, though. It yes, honestly he came yes, down to, to whoever slapped the fucking ball out of Baker's hand. That was huge for them on that drive. I mean, absolute that was collapse. Huge. Absolute collapse on the... On now, the what this does is that puts us picking at four instead of fucking three. Who cares, dude? I, I fucking care. care. I fucking care. I want these assholes to lose every game. They're not gonna. They're not Fuck. gonna. Ah, okay. Come on. Well, I mean, look at them going forward. They play Green Bay and Denver the next two. You're gonna sit here and tell me they're gonna lose every game the rest See, no, of the way? No, I didn't know that. Okay. I, I mean, they play Green that. Bay at Green Bay. Green Bay, that I that's I don't know if I expect to win there, but yeah. I don't think Denver's winning another game this year. Um, this brings up my next question. Denver's D might give right now. Right now, if you were a general manager in the NFL, who would you rather have at your disposal, Zach Wilson or Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Zach Wilson's pretty. Baker Mayfield's horrible. got more heart. Zach Wilson's pretty fucking horrible. Who would you rather have? I don't know. See, this is my philosophy on this. Um, it's a double-edged sword. We've seen Baker's ceiling. Yes. I, I don't know if you can completely say we have seen everything Zach Wilson has to offer. And I no, guess because he's been hurt the fucking Listen. last two years. Correct. And I guess if I, it was up to me, you know what you're going to get out of Baker. Right. Zach Wilson, I guess there's some untapped potential there, but it could also end horribly. With but the way, way, he, he, with the way things are going, somewhere, yeah. Or, or 
He could be the next Baker Mayfield bouncing around and right. playing for team and team and team. Yeah, I don't think Wilson goes farther than this. Like, he's just going to end up bouncing. Well, he's a lot younger, the, dude. He's, he's not even fucking 21, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, and he's already going through all this bullshit. That's a good thing, not a bad thing. Should teach him something. That's true, but he's a younger. He's like younger, and he's too involved into the. Well, here's the thing: he's a talent. It's going to eat him alive. It's going to eat him. Talent. He's more than football. Is how he plays. Okay. Uh, anything else on last night's game before we get going into this week's matchups? It ended up being a good game. Yeah, because it was a snore fest through the first three quarters. I thought it was just going to, you know, what was it? Yeah. 16-3. 16-3. And I thought same that was as, just going to ride out the rest of the game. Same as the Buccaneers-Saints score on Monday night, 16-3. With almost the same amount of time left. Yeah, it's about as entertaining as that, too. Okay, uh, moving by, on. Bye weeks this week. We got the Falcons, the Bears, the Packers, the Colts, and the Saints. The Saints and the Commanders on bye weeks. Again, week 14, this will be the last bye weeks of the year. Um, let's get right into it, though, because we start out with a pretty good one this weekend. Uh, the New York Jets head upstate to play the Bills, who are a 10-point favorite. Uh, Over-under in this game is 43 points. Obviously, we have a... Divisional. A divisional game here. Um, Jets are still in in, in the playoff picture at, at the moment. I mean, uh, so this game does carry a little bit of merit. Uh, Carries merit for them. That's for sure. Absolutely, it does. Absolutely, it does. This is, this is a pretty. I mean, this is a very important game for. They the lose Jets. this game, they're out. Right. Well, not necessarily. They well, got. Oh, I New think England they're out. They lose do. this game. Um. Well, here's the thing. I think that personally, they're going to lose this game, and I think they're going to lose this game pretty badly. Uh, for there to be a ten point spread here against two above five hundred teams in a divisional matchup both in the playoffs as we speak, that doesn't sit well with me. And realistically, the Jets don't sit well with me. Yeah, they gave Minnesota a great game last week. Um, she but, won that game. But I, I really think that Mike White it will be the flash in the pan that he was the last time he got the starting job for the Jets. I think this week the wheels will kind of come off of everything. Um, the Jets, as we know, don't really have that fabulous of a run game. They're... They're relying on Michael Carter and, and Zonovan to, to run the ball. Um, if Mike White can continue to find Garrett Wilson, I think they could put up some points in this game. Uh, but realistically, the Jets' defense has been kind of a roller coaster ride this year. They started off a little slow, and we were like, oh, they'll get it together. And then they got it together. A and the Jets' defense looked like it was going to be looked, – it looked like through that four-week stretch where they won – Pittsburgh, Miami, Green Bay, Denver, and then they lost that one in New England, but then came back out and beat Buffalo before the bye week. That Jets defense looked really strong. And then they lose to New England again. They beat Chicago, and they lost to Minnesota. For me, the Jets defense is a little <coughs> bit shaky right now, and I think that the Bills playing them already once this year and losing them already once this year, I don't think that's going to happen again. Give me the Bills minus 10. I think this game could get kind of ugly. Uh, over under of 43 I'm going to take the over because the Jets have shown an ability to score points at times. If Garrett Wilson gets hot, if Mike White plays half the way he has the last two weeks, the Jets will put up points, and obviously we know the Bills are completely capable. Uh, so give me the give me Buffalo minus 10 and the over. I'm going to take the Jets oh, God. getting the 10 points and the over. 
So you're taking the Jets? Yes, sir. You're believing in the Mike White train to continue. Not that. I, I just feel that they uh, match up pretty well with Buffalo. I like the matchup. I like their matchup. I like their defense against Buffalo. You think Buffalo's going to lose I, I both believe, to the Jets? I got a feeling they're going to lose this game. Mm. I, that's a that's a spicy one there. Yeah. Um, the, this the, Another thing for me is the best part of the Jets' defense outside of Sauce Gardner, the best part of the Jets' defense is their run stoppability. And, again, this comes into the same thing. Buffalo does not need to run the ball to win the game. We've seen it time and time again this year. Um, Bruce, who do you got? Uh, the Jets are going into Buffalo. Yes. It's yeah. a divisional game. It's a what? Divisional game. I'm taking the Bills to win this game. And I, it's going to be a close one. I don't think it's going to go. I'm going to take the under. You are? You're going to take yeah. the under. Wow. 43 points. Not a lot of points. Interesting. Um, Next up, in the battle for Ohio, we have the Browns heading down to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. The Bengals, a five-and-a-half-point favorite, over under a 46-and-a-half in Deshaun Watson's second game of the year. Let's be real here. Bengals are way, way, way too hot. I think we're all going to just agree. To take, to not take in this game. Five and a half points after what we saw them do to Kansas City, Tennessee the last two weeks, who I think are much better teams than than Cleveland. Also, I think the big issue in Cleveland right now is they're getting too fucking cute, man. You have one of the most talented running backs in the league, if not the most talented running back in the league, running the ball for you. And next to him, you have Kareem Hunt, who most likely be a starter in most other places. And for some reason, I think they want to see what Deshaun Watson can do. I don't think they're going to properly utilize the run game again. I think Deshaun Watson's going to end up throwing the ball a lot, and it's not going to really go well for them. Give me the Bengals minus five and a half, and that over under a 46. Cincinnati's defense has emerged now as top tier Truly top tier. They shut down Derrick Henry completely. Give me the under in this game. I think the Bengals will put up just enough points to to win and cover. And I don't think the Browns offense. I think the Browns offense is going to look pretty shaky because I, I there's no way Deshaun Watson knocked this rust off in two weeks. Give me the Bengals and give me the under. Oh, I agree. Bengals and under. And honest to God, I think I think you're going to have a big. Joe Mixon game this week. Big Joe Mixon game. For for me, it's this is gonna be all Cincy. Go. I'm taking I, I agree. I don't I don't think Deshaun Watson has it. And I Yeah, I'm just Bruce the Bengals really, are hot. So Bruce is really on this whole Deshaun Watson's a, a has been thing. I mean, do you think this he guy can come been. It's do you, been two years? Do you think this guy could come out and play at the same level he was before? At some point. At Not some, this I, I don't think this year, no. No, but you think going into next year, the expectation yeah. should be. I think a full training camp and him getting a rapport with the receivers, he should be right where he left off. He should be. Um, Plus, I don't think he's in football shape yet, to be honest with you. I, I don't think he's in football shape yet. Yeah, and you know what? He Against Houston, he really didn't take any big licks. 
Right. So I, I would like to see how he reacts to that too, because you know Cincinnati's going to get pressure on the quarterback. Yeah, they're going to come after. You don't. They're think this really going to come after. In the this whole time he's been out, hasn't been like training on the off. Well, I mean, he could train all he wants. Football shape and training is two different fucking things, dude. Yeah, that's. Be- but he had rapport with the team before all this happened. He was practicing with them and everything. That was a training camp, dude. Yeah, you're talking six months ago now. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um. It's like he's starting so the he's season a, all over. He's more aware than Baker, and look what Baker just yeah, did. That's true. No, because Baker's been playing. No, I don't. Do you, I don't. I don't agree with that. Um, okay. I. I yeah, Baker Mayfield's been playing football all fucking year, dude. Yeah, but he just went into a new team. It doesn't matter. He's been playing days. all year, dude. He's in game shape. Um, I don't know if we'll see Deshaun Watson get. I mean, you got to remember before all this shit went down with Deshaun Watson. We're talking top five quarterback in the NFL? He's a top three. I mean, it was like Brady Rogers Watson yeah. was the conversation when, when Watson was at his peak. Mahomes when Everybody was, just, was talking about young guns. It was Mahomes and Watson. Right. Period. Um, I don't think we're going to see that. Before, there was uh, Justin Herbert and the rest of these assholes. And you Every, think, everybody's forgetting that. You think, uh, say we're this time next year. A year from today. A year you from today, he'll, he'll be, be a different there. quarterback. He'll be in the top five. Wow. I, I think maybe depending on what they do in the offseason. Okay. Another thing is, do you do you think that the utilization of Chubb... It's going to go extremely down. Well, why? But it, it'll it, hurt him. It'll hurt him. Well, they have their all-star quarterback, baby. They got their all-star. They got the owners already if, got his cock in his mouth. If they're going to do what they did with him in Houston which was basically obliterate the run game. That's Houston, a stupid move on Houston there. still has not recovered no. from them completely dissolving because that run game. Because if you remember what they did, they had probably better running backs than they should have had there. They wound up right. just trading them away. They got rid of everybody. And, and went with the air it out show. Yep. And as you see, they're still a fucking goddamn clusterfuck of a a fucking organization yeah. since since they drafted him. Speaking of that clusterfuck of an organization in the battle for Texas, the Texans head to Dallas this weekend to play the Cowboys, who, like a college spread, are 17 and a half point favorites. The over-under in this game is 44. Um Wow. Do we, I mean, do we even have to talk about this? Okay, Jerry World's gonna be bumping, obviously, the Houston Dallas game. Is is when they're both good is, it's an, is an awesome game to watch. I, I don't give a fuck if you're bad. You got to have some fucking pride. And That's what you, I'm saying. For you to be a seven point dog, no, no seventeen a, and a half point, <laughs> seventeen and a half, almost three touchdowns. For you to be a seventeen and a half underdog. Now the last time I remember seeing a big underdog like this was the Carolina Panthers when they had traded away Christian McCaffrey. The implied final score is thirty-one to thirteen. Okay. There's been bigger odds. <coughs> there. I, I don't know. I have, I don't think I've seen I, I, bigger than seventeen and a half this year. I don't think we've seen fifteen. Yeah, but sure, I mean, like Bills and Casey and 17, 17 and a half is two touchdowns and a field goal. I mean, it's it's a blowout. I'm going to take the Texans to cover, not to win, but Jeez. to cover. Um, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm going to cover. I'm going to take Dallas to win this game. Uh, I don't think the Texans score a point. Giving up the 17 and a half. Honest to God, I I kind of agree with Bruce here. Dallas's defense has looked fucking dominant. And you know what? I didn't forget that they played Indy last week. 
and that game was what down to the wire until Dallas completely ran away with it in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Um, I think they're going to get off to a little bit quicker of a start against Houston. Uh, Davis Mills first game back. This has all of the makings to just be absolute fucking this is shit show. They're pull deck, pull the starters at the end. I think so too. Oh, I I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Texans to cover. Would they do that too? Dallas to win, Texans to cover. Indianapolis. Oh my god, dude. Give me Dallas minus 17 and a half and give me the over in this game because I think Dallas will score more than 44 points by themselves. Okay. Point blank. I mean, they put up 40 against Minnesota. They've put up 122 points in three games. And this is all great and all. Just wait till they get to the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> they'll lose the first round of the playoffs, but here we go. It's that time again. The 10 and 2. It's a point and a half now. NFC North leading Vikings head to wow. the 5 and 7 Detroit Lions. Ford Field to face off in a divisional divisional game <laughs> where somehow, I don't for the first that. time, may I remind you, for the first time in NFL history, where a five and seven team is favored over a ten and two team, the Lions are one and a half point favorites, and the over in this game is fifty one and a half points. And I'm going to let Bruce start off because he is. And you I, know where I'm going to take this? Hands on deck. Our fans that show up, which I know they will, this is going to be electric. All right. It is big. This is big. It's big for our players. It's big for us. Shoot, it's a big game for them. Um, but man, this is. Like, they're all special, but this is one of those games. This is why the coaches. You know who's special? You. It's going to be electric. It's going to be electric. I'm going to take the Lions. Uh, who, who else would I take, obviously? But why? But why? We, we remember. First what of we... all, the, the, I don't know why they're, the Lions are favored. I know why. I, I can't understand, really, why. It doesn't make sense to me. You know, just because these assholes went out and put up 40 against Jack, Jacksonville, all of a sudden... They're favored in this game. It doesn't. It, it just doesn't make any fucking sense. It doesn't make sense. So, but I'm gonna take the Lions, and I think uh, it's gonna be a close game. I think it's gonna be. A, it might come down to a field goal. I'm having that type. Did of, the first time, yeah. I, yeah. Uh, Dan Campbell did say um, the other day they were. The press was actually giving him some shit. About last time they played Minnesota. And they should have. And how he Cost fucked the up. Game. And he walked away have. from the mic, but you could still hear him. And he's like, yeah, I told, I, I basically, what he was saying was I fucked up. Yeah, and I let this entire up. team down. I let myself down. And he said, it's, you know, if they don't make those stupid mistakes, they can win this game. If they don't make those stupid mistakes, they can, if the coaching is on top. And they haven't been making those stupid mistakes. Right. But let's not forget, it's the Detroit Lions. This is a big game. They, they what do they do in, in these big games? The coaches last week. They they they'll do good, but they tend to fold near the end. So because of those coaches, as long as they don't keep the let's hear it. The decisions to the coaching staff, I think they're fine. Yeah, I think they match up very well with Minnesota. Uh, I I think uh, I'm gonna take the Lions in this, and I'm gonna take the under. 
You're going to take the under, eh? Yes, sir. That's surprising to me. Very. Um, Just say it. Just say it. I, I'm not. I can't do it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I sat here. I've sat here all week and sat here and tried to justify a way for me to take the Detroit Lions in this game. And I'm sorry. I can't. A everything is stacked. Again, everything is stacked for this to be the trap game. And I told myself I would make a promise. And, and we'll get to that in a second. Vikings are 8-1 and one in, the in the last nine against the Lions. Let's start there. Uh, number two, it's a 1 o'clock game. Kirk Cousins will be on. Number three, um, if we recall, Buffalo and Minnesota squared off three weeks ago. Minnesota came out on top. Detroit lost to them by a field goal. Uh, Minnesota and New England played two weeks ago. It was a 33-26 final score in favor of Minnesota. The Lions lost to them 30 to nothing. So, yes, they're coming off a big win against Jacksonville. Yes, I agree with Dan Campbell. They're playing their best football in years right now. But this, this is the game that they're going to have to lose. And I, if I have to eat my own wow. fucking shoe on Monday again, I will. I will. But Jacksonville was supposed to be the trap game. And then Buffalo was supposed to be the trap game. They lost to Buffalo. And then they lost to Buffalo. Yeah, but all these games were supposed to be the trap game. But mm -hmm. we just keep moving forward, and this is supposed to be the trap game. So, you know. Okay. Let's ever, I, stick with that. Stick with that. No, I, I'm going to stick with that. By the way, the cousin's curse was broke. So that doesn't mean that 1 o'clock that he's going to pull this I mean, off. this is the thing, and this is what I don't understand about about Lions fans. If if you look at these last five where they're playing their best football in years, uh, you beat a, a Green Bay team where everybody was fucking injured by by six points in the la in the fourth quarter. Then you beat Chicago by one. Then you throttled the Giants, and I'll give you credit for that. You fucking lost to Buffalo, and you throttled Jacksonville. Dude, they have turned a corner after that. What was it? One and six? Yeah, oh, this this is their corner game right here, bud. They, you want? I mean, everybody forgets oh, that at two months ago this team was. Gotta, beat you got to remember, at the bottom. Though, first of all, you got to remember that we took the Lions, even though they played shitty in those games that they, uh, like New England game, and uh, the min. Well, they didn't play bad in Minnesota. They took these top teams right now. They took them to the end of the game, every single one of them. The Bills, the Vikings, the first time, the Eagles. That's what you have to remember. Yeah. And if they're turning that corner, this is the game where they fucking make it known. If they, if the Lions win this week, okay, I'll pick them for the, every game the rest of the year. No, you don't have to make no, that no, deal. You because don't have to then, make that deal. No, I'm making that deal because then they're at the Jets, which if they beat Minnesota this week, that shouldn't be an issue. At Carolina, that should be a throttle fest. Against Chicago and against Green Bay, those should all be throttle fests. So, barring catastrophic injury... I, if they win this week, I will take them the rest of the year. I will sit and kiss Dan Campbell's feet. I will fucking, I'll blow Bruce live on camera for anybody who wants to see that. In all reality, this is this is just defying logic. <laughs> what's going on right now? I mean, fucking a. You you did did you pick? Yeah, he took the Lions. You're taking the Lions I'm in this. The Lions. He's a smart man. Why, I'm gonna, why are you looking at me like that? Smart Taking man. The fucking Lions. Uh, give me Minnesota plus one and a half. I love the okay. division. That's, I think that's Taking pretty the much the safest. 
that's the safest money and give me the over. And I will because say I this. think you're right. This will be a 35-28 game or something fucked up like that. 35-27. It's going to be a lot of points. But there is no other game in the league that it's a complete toss-up no matter how who's good and who's bad. What? It comes to the Detroit Lions versus the Minnesota Vikings. What are you talking this about? This game is always a toss-up. It doesn't matter if the Lions okay. are trash. See, you say that, but then you completely... Say that right now. The Minnesota just won the last, what, I don't, six You just fucking say. completely ignored what I said. Over the last nine, the Lions are one and eight. It's right. not a toss-up. Minnesota throttle fucks Detroit every year. Every year for the last four years. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute now. The Lions have beat last, them once. Last year. Last year. They lost to Minnesota twice. Correct. By six points. Don't care. When are we? When are we? When are you especially? When are you especially going to sit here and just? Oh, they just lost by a field goal. I'm not justifying anything. What I'm trying to tell you is, these fucking games between these two teams are very close. It's by a field goal, by a point. It's by a point, two points. Yes, but they don't win. I I they don't win. Guess what? I think they're due. I yes, think due here. it's it's. I think they're due. God bless. Different culture, baby. Anyway, if and, and like I said, if the Lions win this game this week, I will give all praise and I will call them to sweep the rest of the year. Okay. And the expectation will be that they that they win out and make the playoffs. Okay. Um. Next up, in a. I'm I'm waiting. What? Divisional game. In a divisional game, Jacksonville heads to Nashville to play the Titans. Titans are three and a half point favorites. The over-under is 41. And I'm not going to lie, neither of these teams get me excited. I I don't want to pick this game. Uh, Titans have lost two in a row. Uh, Derrick Henry hasn't looked. The offensive line, uh, let me rephrase that. The offensive line for Tennessee has looked awful. Uh, The Jaguars looked fucking awful against Detroit last week. Uh, they beat Baltimore by one. I, I mean, this game gives me nothing to really get excited about. Uh, I think it's going to be kind of a snore fest. The over-under is 41 in this game. I want to hear your thoughts before I, I figure out what I'm going to do here. I'm baffled. I, 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 I don't like Tennessee in this game. No, I don't either. I don't, even though they are at home. And uh, I think I'm take the Jaguars in this. Give it up to three and a half. You know, we've taken a three and a half. We've taken Jacksonville a lot this year. I know. And, and every time I fucking, fucking take them, I lose. I know. Bruce? I'm going to take the Titans. I'm going to take it over, though. You are. They're right? not going to lose at home. And I think Derrick Henry is due for another big game. Yeah, we said that three weeks ago. Yeah. I didn't. You guys did. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go Titans in this game as well. Minus three and a half. Uh, I'm going to take, mm, give me the under dude. I mean, the Titans don't put up points unless Derrick Henry's scoring them and, and Jacksonville. It's like, Oh, one week they're going to put up 30. One week they're going to put up 12. One week they're going to put up 42. One week they're going to put up. Last week they put up 14. I, I have a feeling they'll put up more points than that this week. I, honest to God. I don't know because I think. Uh, the tit- Titans defense has not looked good the last two games either. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go Tennessee. That's, that's, that's the key. Why and I'm you're taking right. Jacksonville. Give me Tennessee minus three and a half. I think Tennessee will still win this game, but I'm going to swap it. I'm going to take the over because, I mean, fuck. 
you're right. Tennessee's defense hasn't looked good. The Lions put up 40 on Jacksonville last week. Um, and they beat Baltimore the week before. Baltimore put up 27. Chiefs put up 27. So Jacksonville's allowing a lot of points, and I don't think Tennessee's defense is nearly as strong as it was in the beginning of the year. So give me Tennessee and the over. Next up in a divisional game, we have the 11-1 Philadelphia Eagles heading to MetLife Stadium to play one of their arch nemeses. It is the New York Giants at 7-4-1. The Eagles are a 7-1-half point favorite in this game. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. Who schlong do you got in your mouth today? <laughs> Go ahead. You're the one who's got a little bit of Nick Sirianni in that beard, so go ahead. Let's hear it. What do you want to hear? What about Dab? All right, Dabble. I'm gonna take the Eagles. Brian Dable. Yeah, Brian Dable. giving up the seven and a half. You're gonna go against Brian Dable? Absolutely. Oh wow. I'll take the Eagles, giving up the seven and a half, and I'm gonna go the under. Um, if you look at the Giants' last five, tied against Washington, lost to Dallas, lost to Detroit. Beat Houston by a touchdown, and then lost to Seattle. The Giants got off to this beautifully hot start, and then as of late, I mean, it's just, it's fucking awful. Big gaping hole. Yeah, I, I just think <laughs> Philly will will handle them pretty. I think Philadelphia handles them very good. Give me Philly minus seven and a half, and that over under of forty four and a half points. Does make me a little bit queasy. I just don't think the Giants be able to put points up. That's why I took the under. Well, we saw the Eagles play Green Bay two weeks ago, and there were 77 points in that game. Uh, and, and, you know, I think that the Eagles' offense will continue to be hot. I think the Giants will still – I mean, you got to figure Saquon's good for a touchdown and then some fucking uh, subway clerk that they pull off the street to play wide receiver will be good for a fucking random touchdown. So I'm going to go over – don't feel good about that over-under. I do feel good about Philadelphia, minus 7.5. I think this is going to be a, a absolute throttle game. And, and I'm going to say this, too. I, I think we need to put a little spotlight here on Philadelphia because if they win this one, the only game on the schedule that I think is a, a possible L for them would be Christmas Eve at Dallas. And I think that do you have that game has all of the makings right now. As long as Dallas doesn't Mike McCarthy themselves in off of a fucking building, um, <laughs> that game has all the makings to be game of the year. So hey. we're I, I want to we got to put a little watch. I mean, if, do you think it's realistic this team could go sixteen and one? I don't know. It's hard to do. Hard to do. Taylor Heineke would be the only. Black mark I, I on what, this team season. I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not sold on this game being totally out of it. But I agree what you said about the Giants being on a fucking downward. They're on the they toboggan. Out of yeah, they're on the toboggan uh, ride down and fast. Yeah. Kayaks are the shit. Uh, next up, last for the one o'clock. Go hit it. Hit worse? it. Worse? How could they get any worse? Take a look around you, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. You used that one a little bit early. Because there's another game you're going to have to use that for here after this one. So uh, next up in a divisional game, the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens head to the Steel City to play the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
And without Lamar Jackson, the Steelers are a two-point favorite in this game and an absolute fucking big gaping hole of an over-under at 36 and a half points. Awful. Um, Hundley didn't play bad last week. No, he actually looked pretty good. He didn't play bad. Honest, to be honest with you, he's very serviceable. And uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the Ravens in this, in the over. Uh, I'm not. Here, here we go. This is the thing. The Ravens now finally, finally will get exposed for the fucking fraud that they are as of late. Here we go. They beat Denver by one point. Literally, you could fucking strap up the fucking uh, uh, local eighth grade peewee team to go play Denver, and they could fucking manage to beat them by a point. They lost to Jacksonville by a point. They put up 13. The last good game Baltimore played was against New Orleans. And it's everything is starting to show now. The lack of production in the run game. No receiving targets. And now the one person who had the entire team on his back and was carrying them along is out. The defense hasn't looked great as of late. And they it's not like miraculously overnight these weapons are going to start coming out of the woodwork for them. I think Trevor Huntley played just good enough to beat Denver, which is like saying I did just good enough to get 32nd place. End of the day, give me Pittsburgh minus two. I think Pittsburgh, they got a nice win against Atlanta last week. Before that, they got a win against Indy. They only lost to Cincinnati by a touchdown and beat New Orleans the week before. Give me Pittsburgh. I think they have a little bit of a hot streak going. I think they're really starting to string some decent games together. Uh, You know, Kenny Pickett has looked decent as of late. The defense is playing better. You know, all this happened when TJ Watts started coming back. And if you have him there, even though he's not playing his best football right now, him in there changes the makeup of this team. you have more of a balanced offense and a balanced defense. Agree. Give me Pittsburgh minus two, that over-under. And I get it because you don't know if the Ravens could put up points and the Steelers don't put up a lot of points. You took the over, didn't you? I, I took over in this game. I'm going to take the under. I think you're going to have a 17-10 football game. Did he take the Ravens? Yes, he did. Of course. Yes, he did. I'm taking the Steelers. Black and yellow, baby. Uh, if you it. Who do you like better right now, John Harbaugh or Brian Dabble? John Harbaugh. Who do you like better right now, John Harbaugh or Nick Sirianni? Nick Sirianni. Did you Nick notice Sirianni. that? Hey, he is such a fucking man crush on Nick Sirianni. Did you notice the little fucking Nick Sirianni? Like, like he just like. You ever notice Nick Sirianni kind of looks high when he's at the game? Oh my oh god! Fucking Christ! His Moving eyes on. are glossy as hell every time. Do you think? Do you think? Do you think Bruce and Nick Sirianni are smoking the same strain? Hopefully they do. <laughs> or it's that, or he's either crying. Okay, I don't, I don't know. Um, <laughs> this is uh, this one actually blew me away. The Kansas City Chiefs had to mile high. He looks high. And Nick Sirianni does look like a high on. Uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to mile high to play the Denver Broncos, and somehow the Chiefs are only a nine and a half point favorite in this game. I don't know why. 
uh, over under 44 points. Um, realistically, the position that the Broncos are in, I mean, they had a game literally served up to them on a silver platter last week, and they lost. Truly, I don't know how it gets any worse for the Denver Broncos. I mean, you've lost four in a row to teams that are not playing great football right now. Chiefs lost by a field goal to Cincinnati. He's probably playing the best football in the league right now. I mean, obviously, this is a Chiefs minus nine and a half. This For me, if you put that 17 and a half point number on this, I would still take the Chiefs. Um, Denver's defense isn't even what it used to be anymore. Like, they just – are they still above average? Yeah, but they're not a certified fucking D like they were early in the year. And Russell Wilson, like realistically, I think this is a game where you could see Nathaniel Hackett get bounced because I think they're going to get absolutely fucking embarrassed by the Chiefs. Give me Kansas City minus nine and a half. And you know what? I'm going to some, you know, Kansas City does play down to their opponents sometimes when they're in stupid games like this. Yeah, it's because they don't care. Yeah. Why? Yeah, you guys are right. But, but that 40. Right. Why get hurt and, you know, play your heart out on a game that doesn't mean that much? Um. So, you know what? I'm against my better judgment. I'm going to take the under in this game. I think it's going to be a 24 7, 24 10. No, I agree with that. I, I'll yeah. take the Chiefs and the under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Chiefs and under? Chiefs. Um, the, this Denver, it's, you know what? It's actually kind of fucking sad. I'm surprised they've won a game. Do you know in our, in our preseason power rankings, we yeah. put Denver seven? <laughs> we had them seven. Ah! Yeah, fuck. Ah! 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 Next up, in what is not a divisional game, we have Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. heading home to the Bay Area to play the 49ers and Brock the fucking Rock Purdy. The 49ers are somehow a three-and-a-half-point favorite in this game over under of 37 mm, because neither saucy. of these teams score any fucking points. What? This is saucy. This is saucy. And we are going to go to the ultimate hater, Uncle Sam, to give his thoughts on this game first. Taking the 49ers and the three-and-a-half in the over. Hater Sam. Bruce? <laughs> you know what? I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to upset the 49ers. And I don't think that's, that, that's an upset. I don't think that's an upset. You had Brock fucking Purdy. You got Brock Purdy going up against the GOAT in his hometown in front of a hometown crowd because that's Brady's crowd. That's not Brock Purdy's crowd. That's Brady's crowd. Okay? At the end of the day, he's not losing this fucking game. Give me Tampa minus three and a half. As much as this matchup goes against everything that I believe in, and if Jimmy Garoppolo was playing in this game, I would gladly take the 49ers and lick my wounds later. Tampa's reinvigorated. They had a beautiful, beautiful last-second win against New Orleans. They are 500. They are 
in their division in, in a good seat, ready to roll now. And they are going to go into San Francisco. They're going to, Brady's going to go home. He's probably going to go over to his parents' house, have a nice dinner before the game. And they are going to absolutely spank Brock Purdy's little yogurty cheeks in his home <laughs> field. And I can't fucking wait to come in here on Monday, on Monday, and remind you of that. Because guess what? I was going to take San Fran. I was going to. And I thought to myself, you know what? Fuck, Fuck. that. <laughs> Taking the 49ers and the points. Yeah, we know. You So you're a big believe. You believe in Brock Purdy. I just believe that the San Francisco 49ers are better than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Their defense alone. Good. I'm not gonna. I'm not in the mood to argue today. But I, I'll. I can't wait to see it. To I can't wait to see a team play a complete game, not like fucking New Orleans. Go ahead. Well, <laughs> Seattle. Seattle. No, Seattle played a complete game against the Buccaneers. Yeah. So did the Carolina Panthers. Oh wow! Shubling. Anyways, uh, big game for McCaffrey here. You think? I don't know. I'm not a McCaffrey guy. I really don't give a shit what he does. So you think just on you are just just on full of enthusiasm. Just on defensive today. merit alone here. That's just it. Just on defensive merit alone. Okay. God bless. Um, in in a little piece of news that I just got here in the Eagles Giants game, Saquon Barkley is this is questionable with a neck injury he picked up in practice today. So fucked. <laughs> about that time of year. It's about that time of year. Uh, in the next game, the Carolina Panthers are heading up to Seattle to battle not only the Seahawks, but the 12th man. Seahawks, seven and a half point favorite in this one, over under a 44 and a half points. And it is the Sam Darnold versus Geno Smith showdown that everybody in the NFL has been waiting to see. What do you think happens in this one go? You're asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers in this game. Oh, my wow. God. And this Sam Darnold. I'm, I'm upset I'm the Seattle Seahawks. Right there with him. And the I'm going to take the under 44 and a half. Dude, why? Seattle has I, been looking kind of dysfunctional lately. Looks like they're kind of losing. Geno Smith's kind of losing. Their locker his, rooms, the locker room is not aura. where it was. So... Yeah, Seattle's losing its aura, and you don't think Geno Smith is where he I, I was. I got a feeling this, this is the type of the game that the Panthers come out and they line it up and punch you in the mouth. Yeah, but they did that against Denver last week, and they usually don't do that two weeks in a row. They're going to do it. You like Carolina to be running, to, to have a, a great run. I like game. Carolina in this game. I like Sam Darnold. Um, you know what I like? The Panthers beat the Bucks. The Bucks beat... <sighs> Seattle. Seattle. Thank you very much. I don't know what that means. Just connect the dots. Okay. Um, the dots. I'm going to take Seattle in this one, minus three and a half. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of Seattle right now, and I think that everything they said has some merit to it. Um, but here's what I do think is going on in Seattle. Um, the scumbag himself, Pete Carroll, sees a little bit of an opening now. All right, Jimmy Garoppolo's hurt. San Francisco has shown for the first time in two months there's a little bit of weakness there. And this fucking creepy 
bastard probably sees this could be his opportunity to sneak in there and steal this division. I think the Seahawks team comes out motivated. I think Geno Smith comes out crispier than he has the last few games. I think Kenneth Walker's finally healthy. Maybe, possibly, going to play. Here's hoping. I'm going to take Seattle. I, I think that they truly see an opening where they could – steal this division if the Brock Purdy experiment doesn't work out. I do agree with you guys. I think Carolina's going to have a nice day running the ball. Um, Sam Donald, to me, is is not a starting quarterback in this league. And their last win was against Denver, who, again, is like um, Denver's the whoopee cushion of the NFL right now. An absolute fucking joke. Give me Seattle minus three and a half. That over-under? I mean... I think there could be some points in this game. 44, six touchdowns. That I don't know about. But the Rams versus Seahawks was a 27-23 game. I'm going to take the over against my better judgment. Don't love that, but I'm going to take it. And I'm going to take Seattle to win and the points. Nice. Next up, Monday night football. Sunday night. Sunday no? night. Oh, Sunday night football. Excuse me. Sunday night football. The Miami Dolphins head to L.A. to play the Chargers. Eight and four versus six and six. Both teams ready for a playoff hunt. Dolphins, three and a half point favorites in this one. The over under a monstrous 52 and a half points. Dolphins lost one to San Francisco last week in pretty awful fashion. And the Chargers lost a heartbreaker to the Raiders. In this game, truly, you've got to say, if the Chargers lose this one, you can put a bow on this season and forget about it because they're, they're just too inconsistent. Every game is a close game. As of late, they have not been playing good enough to win those close games. I mean, they beat Arizona 25-24, lost to Frisco, lost to KC, lost to the Raiders, beat Atlanta. They don't have really great wins. And at the end of the day, they're starting to get healthier. And could they swing a little bit because of that? Yeah. But they were pretty healthy against the Raiders last week. And they still didn't look that great. I think the defense is just too riddled with injury. They lost too many pieces. And at the end of the day, it's not the Chargers defense that we all expected to see at the beginning of the year. As the offense gets healthier, will they have keep having competitive games and keep putting up big points? Yes. But I don't see it coming this week. I think Miami has a bounce-back game after only putting up 17 points and losing at San Francisco. As we know, this Miami team is... Just absolutely monstrous when it comes to putting up points. Uh, you know, they're second in yards per game. Give me Miami minus three and a half. That over under 52. I think we're going to see a slew of points put up in this game. Give me the over. Even if the Chargers don't play well, their offense has the ability to put up 21 points a week at a minimum. And as we know, the Dolphins have the ability to put up pretty much outside of playing San Francisco, 30 points a week. Give me the Dolphins and give me the over. I agree. Dolphins and you're over. I'm going to take the Dolphins. Uh, the Chargers' D scares me, uh, but their offense going up against the Dolphins' D, it's close, but I feel like they're going to come up short. 
Mm-hmm. So I'm going to take the Dolphins. Chargers, Chargers have been coming up short lately. You know, I mean, they played Arizona. with That was a Colt McCoy game, wasn't it? Yeah, and, and they only won by a point. So I think two is going to torture their defense pretty bad this week. Next up. Down Monday night. Monday night football. Live from the desert, the Patriots head to Arizona to play the Cardinals. New England, a one-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under of 43-and-a-half points. New England on a two-game losing streak, which we don't see too often. Granted, they played Buffalo and Minnesota in their last two. And Arizona, my God, just not great football. Lost four of the last five. Their only win coming up against the Rams. And realistically, I don't see much changing for them. The only problem here is, is I think for the first time in a long time, there is some truth to these turmoil in New England rumors. Um, I don't think they're sold on Mac Jones. I don't think they're sold on Matt Patricia. Belichick's been getting riddled with questions about changing up offensive play calling duties, and he didn't say he didn't want to. He said we're at a point in the year where we can't. So I don't even know if Belichick still has faith in Matt Patricia. Um I think we're going to start to see the toboggan ride down for New England as well. Um, and realistically, when you look at this Cardinals roster from top to bottom, they should be, realistically, they should be putting up points like your Miami Dolphins. I mean, you have. If Kyler Murray is half as good as we as he's getting paid to be, you have him throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. You have James Conner, who one year ago was a very elite running back in this league. You have Rondell Moore, who's one of the young highlight receivers of this league right now. They have supporting staff in A.J. Brown. The team, This team should be playing offensively better than it is. And you have defensive leaders. Buda Baker, top safety in this league. J.J. Watt's really starting to come in for being fucking 105 years old give me the cardinals plus one and a half i like them to win this game this over under of 43 i don't know if it's gonna happen just because i don't think the patriots are gonna put up a ton of points ever (laughs) i just don't really see it happening i think this is gonna be one of those you know 27 10 games give me the cardinals to win this and the under 43 Actually, I'm going to take the Cardinals in the over on this. Whoa. Oh, I'm sorry. Not the Cardinals. The Patriots in the over. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Patriots in the over. Why? I I just feel that they're going to put one together here. See, this game has two makings for me. One, it, Cardinals prime could steamroll. Game. Bill Belichick's under the lights. I think that's enough for them to beat the Cardinals. Uh, the car one, the Cardinals could steamroll and just they could take this game for me. Or this has the making in my mind for some reason to be last night's Thursday night game, and somehow at the end of the game something happens to Mac Jones. Mac Patrick Jones, Warren, fucking fun. Zappy coming out, comes down, fucking wins the game somehow. I don't know why that's sitting in my head for some reason. But I'm going to take the Cardinals to win. Wow. I agree. No, you took the Patriots. He thought I was going to say the Patriots. <laughs> thought he was taking the Patriots. 
right. He's he's a non-believer. Uh, let's talk about some news and notes before we end today's show. Um, supposedly Odell Beckham. I know Uncle Sam's favorite topic. Wasn't thrilled with any of the teams he visited. Now he says he wants to go to a definite playoff contender, which could be a shot at Dallas. And uh, he's not going to be healthy enough to play until the playoffs, they said now. So he's going to sign with a team that is a guaranteed playoff contender. So could you see him in Philly? No. Minnesota? No. No, they don't need him. Tampa Bay? Maybe. Eh. Makes sense. Makes sense. Makes that sense. one's going to be one to watch out for. Go to for. Tampa Bay like they need anybody else there. They don't need them. No, they don't. I don't uh, think they need them I don't know. Mike don't Evans has been kind of disappointing lately. What? Yeah, he has been. I think they could use everything they could get there. Yeah. He's garbage. Maybe, ha- yeah, you could switch both he gonna guys come in? in and out. What's he going to do? He's going to come he's in. He's tall, out of fucking but... shape. He's not in game shape. Right, How's see, he going to help anybody? I, I don't see that from Odell Beckham. I think Odell Beckham oh, comes really? in and makes an instant impact, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, he did last year. Yeah. If you if you happened. can keep him in and out of the game, like yeah. snaps, I think you have it that way. But yeah. if he's a constant on the field. I don't see any playoff team that would, would even. Number one, you need a team that has the cap room and the fucking space to bring him in. Um, more news on this uh, Saquon Barkley injury. Brian Dabble just said that it's p- probable that Saquon Barkley's status for Sunday's game is doubtful. Okay. So that's just another stack in Philly's favor. Uh, Panthers running back Deonta Foreman, who we talked about a little bit on Wednesday, who picked up a foot injury, has no designation going into this weekend and will play. Josh Jacobs having x-rays and MRIs done on his injured pinky. But as we know, the Raiders don't play until next Monday night, so they have 11 days off. Um, Supposedly, he dislocated it twice last night and had to have it popped back into place. Okay. So that's going to be something to watch because obviously he's running back one right now. Okay. Uh, Lamar Jackson will not play this weekend. I think we already covered that. Huntley will be the guy. Um. Other than that, anything you guys want to discuss? Nah. You know what? I I, I don't like the Odell Beckham thing. I don't like it. Why? Because I, I just don't like it. I don't like what he does. He, he's yeah, we know. A ponderer. If he wanted to sign with the playoff team, why didn't he just sign with Dallas and get it over with? Well, obviously, we he already didn't. we already know the Giants ain't going to make the playoffs. And he said his choices were between the Giants and the Cowboys and Buffalo. Yes, he did. He visited Buffalo the day before he went to New York. Buffalo's in the final three. Then sign with Buffalo. Sign with Buffalo. Stop being a pussy. You honestly want to sign the fucking papers. You know who Odell Beckham's best friend is, correct? Who's that? Vaughn Miller. I don't believe that. No, they talk every day. Vaughn Miller's stupid. They talk every day. Vaughn Miller did an interview. Talked about it. He said Odell Beckham was his brother. They speak every day on the phone. He's got his own podcast. And and that's great. I think him being out. I think huh? him being out for the year, okay, may have impacted that decision a little bit. I think it's stupid. What you think? What's stupid? Well, because it the media is covering it. The media is covering it. Doesn't covering fucking it. matter. 
So you it should be matter that he's not fucking playing. Media. Why should that matter whether he goes to the team and starts to get ready? Go to the fucking team. Start practicing with these teams so you don't look like a, a total jackass when it comes playoff time. Well, I, I think he's going to surprise the media is the one who team? keeps covering. You think Odell Beckham is going to surprise a team? They know what they they know what they got in him. They know what they to look for in him. He ain't going to fucking surprise nobody. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Atlanta, who's on the bye week, um, made a quarterback change. Uh, Marcus Mariota has been benched. Desmond Ritter, baby. And uh, his season is essentially over in favor of rookie Desmond Ritter, who we saw play in the preseason. And Uncle Sam actually liked him a lot in the preseason. Um, if you remember, Desmond Ritter lit up the Detroit Lions in preseason. In the preseason, yes, he did. Yeah, with a lot of nice. great. He had a great rapport with Drake London. That was reported yeah. from training camp. Um, I yeah, think with yeah. that, uh, we have a situation where Arthur Smith saw everything he could see from, tu- uh, uh, let's call him Tua, from Marcus Mariota. And, uh, Mariota is what Mariota is. Mariota is what Mariota is. Obviously, Atlanta's sitting second in the division right now, two games behind Tampa. Uh, and with Tampa's schedule coming forward, as we know, it is San Francisco and Cincinnati. Two of the hottest teams in football right now, and they lose both of those. Games. They lose both of those. Desmond Ritter comes in, inspires his team a little bit. Who plays New Orleans and Baltimore? Yep. Uh, we have the last two, the last game of the year, which is <laughs> Tampa at Atlanta, becomes a division playoff essentially. A divisional game, big divisional game. Yeah, so um, sitting out for quite a while. I I get that. I get that. Um, I get the move. I don't think Mariota's ceiling is nearly as high as Ritter's at this point. Um, it, it makes sense. Why not give it a go? It makes why sense. not give it a go? Might uh, He might bring a little bit of spark into there that uh, that um, they need. That they need. And add before we end. Well, I think that's uh, about it. Bruce? Got another. Well, n- next week. I mean, we're in fantasy playoffs. I didn't even make it. Yeah, you're out. He's out, I'm too. Out. You guys all suck. Um, ne- but we're going to have to yeah, talk fantasy playoffs. Fucking lineup. You need to set your lineup. You always want to ruin someone's day. And, I mean, you got to remember, this is week 14. We have three weeks of the regular season left, and then we are in the playoffs, Super Bowl. We have two months of football left. So remember to savor it, because guess what? This time in March when there ain't nothing going on and you have to sit there and study the fucking whoever the fucking Seahawks are going to take in the fifth round as their next quarterback. It's going to be Uncle Sam's time to shine. Um, And also, we're getting right down to where we can start, as fucked up as it is, start discussing possible mock draft situations. So... um, here we, we're, we're, we're in it to win it now. Home stretch. The witching hour of the NFL season is upon us. And we are going to be here to get down and dirty with you guys. Make sure to tune in on Monday where we will recap all of the action we talked about today. And if you aren't yet, follow our socials. Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls. God, you're a dumbass. TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you are listening to us on Spotify or Apple, make sure to watch us on YouTube and click subscribe. And uh, next week, Uncle Sam will be extra festive. A little spoiler there. 
Thank you guys so much for listening. That means. You will hear from us on Monday. Tuesday, whatever it is.